Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I genuinely hope the tips, tricks, and information we share will be your catalyst for change. I'm your host, Lauren Heiser. It's time to dive in. My buddy here. All right, everyone. (laughs) Welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong Podcast. We are having a special guest today. Special guest. I know Nathan from uh, my, my personal side of work. Uh, with Aleko, and then also through Adam. That's initially how I yeah. knew of him, mm-hmm. through you. What, He's a big many, deal. How many years ago? Probably. Oh, we've, we, we jumped on with Level Method, I think, pretty early. Yeah, so I knew the name, mm-hmm. I knew the face, and maybe I watched some recordings of him to yeah. do my onboarding and stuff. And then Really, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah, Nathan Holiday. Yes. So, here we are. Hello. Nathan, thanks for joining thanks us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's, uh, it's good to touch base with you guys. It's been a while. It, it, it has. Too long. Which I yeah, think yeah. I, I think the last time I saw you was uh, Stu Self Made Summit down in pre oh, pre COVID. That was was that twenty the end of twenty nineteen or like that was the September end of twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that whole thing. What I remember from that is I had to give this presentation, uh, and I had memorized this like elaborate visual like the system of like this story that I was going to tell. And I just got so nervous. It was the worst experience that I decided after that, that I was never, ever going to try to do like a, a journey method, like <laughs> speech ever again. So that's just a little side note from that experience. Personal development <laughs> changed your life. Oh my gosh. That, that's too funny. That was a fun deal. I, I really, I, I really enjoyed that. No and, idea what that is. Yeah. But sounds oh, great. we had a bunch of cool, gym people, people together to, and yeah develop themselves movers and shakers like mm-hmm. like nathan here to pre pre-covid back when pre-COVID. there were no masks yeah. we were just hanging out and yeah. like you oh, know wow. we didn't even know what was coming it's amazing we gave high fives and drank beer it was, it was a beautiful what a thing. time what a time it's a beautiful thing so nathan for the for the tens of people that listen to the show who might not know how that big of a deal that you are no eventually. no it's not 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 if you interrupt me um or if you don't interrupt me it'll be smooth tell give give people the bio why what you do who you are and again why you're such a big deal. Sure. Um, so I, uh, in the beginning, so I got a high school, joined the army, was in the army for uh, just under six years and uh, got out of the military and then just started coaching in, in the SoCal sort of area um, coming up with the early, you know, 2008, 2009 group of people and um, fitness just, I became obsessed with my own sort of development as an athlete. I think a lot of people come up that way, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, I just got to get as fit as possible. What's, how am I going to do that for myself? And then taking that and eventually evolving into coaching, doing a lot of coaching, uh, and then eventually opening up a gym, a CrossFit gym in 2012. And then in 2016 started level method, which is essentially a a levels based system, a a, a step-by-step progression system for gyms who want to sort of help their members, you know, go through the process of fitness with a, like a guidance system and really, you know, prevent injuries and just give people goals and structure fitness in a way that is manageable. So like one of the big things for me was just never knowing exactly what I needed to work on. Like I would compete and, you know, you'd, you'd have big weaknesses and you'd know it, but you wouldn't really be able to quantify it. So the level method and, and the ideas of a level system has been around forever, but 
it was like trying to come up with a solution to this problem. And that's really what I've spent now the past six years, was it five years, five years uh, with Level Method, building Level Method uh, and sort of refining some of these ideas around energy systems and um, just bringing it to the, to regular people. That's the biggest thing is bringing fitness to like, not the elite, which is sort of what CrossFit, uh, you know, tends to, I mean, in the early days, especially it was elite LEO, mm -hmm. this sort of thing. And that was sort of the, the wave, <clears throat> but then as it evolves, regular people start doing it. And then there are some problems when it comes with people that do not have like a really solid background. And then they're attempting things that they shouldn't necessarily be attempting because they don't have a structure. And that's really what level method is doing is trying to provide that structure. Yeah. So if, if you walk into our gym, so walking into Oak strength, you see a huge, massive poster with lots of colors. Nathan, you want to explain what that is? Cause there are a lot of yeah, words, so pretty colors. People yeah, just stare at it for hours. The map, right? The map. So that that's the structure is the map. It's the method of, well, we, we, the acronym is method of athletic progression, but it, there are 15 categories running down from top to bottom. And then from left to right, there are 32 steps in each one of those categories. And then each person you run through each of the categories and you can imagine you have a bar chart of all the different, where your levels are so that you can see visually what your strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, you can do workouts that are appropriate to you because you know your, your level. And the map itself, what is really like the, the, the core of like what I developed in the early days, it went through many iterations. It's gone through many iterations, but that was the, the, the chart that allowed us to kind of build everything that we've built in terms of like some of the, the extra stuff the level method has around like goal setting sessions and all that sort of stuff that we do. Yeah. So one of my favorite things that you just said there is there's 32 steps <laughs> to go yeah. from step one to step 32. And I think too much of the time people want to want to just go from one to 32, like as, as quickly as humanly possible. They, they don't understand the process. They just want to, you know, as, as quickly as humanly possible. They skip some steps. Not a big deal. You know, I'll go straight to barbell snatching. It sounds like fun. I, I saw somebody do it on YouTube. Not a problem. I, explain why all those steps are such a big deal. Yeah. So like the, what you said, the word process is that people come in and they, they see things that are like, Ooh, that would be very impressive to do. <laughs> and we, as people want to do impressive things. And like, so we think we got to either emulate that or, you know, do that same thing, but without realizing that there's a, a long process before that point in order to build the necessary foundations to make that a safe thing and a viable thing to do. Like you can, you can do them. Someone can force themselves to do a muscle up and like get themselves up there and like be a champion and have it done. But is that really what's like, is that the point? Is it just to do this feat or do we want to build the capacity over a longer period of time to be able to do that safely and be able to, you know, be the impressive person. But in order to do that, you have steps before like a ladder, like, it's not like I'm just going to get to that point. So if you have like a muscle up or something on the, on the map, it would be like the muscle ups up in Brown or I'm not exactly sure where it is, but it's pretty high up there. And I, if I track back, I can see like, okay, well ring dips, right. I need to be able to do ring dips or I needed to be able to do a hold first. And so I can kind of, I can see that work on that and then steadily build up. And it, it, again, it's just this like, it's a guiding map for people. So they're not just jumping right to it. They've, they, they have an idea of like, okay, before I do this, I have to do this. 
Before I do that, I have to do this. And I can just kind of backtrack all the way. And then you have safe, much more safe progression. Now you can't stop people from trying to do stuff, right? Like (laughs) they're still going to try to do it, but you're at least going to give them a structure. So when they do something and mess themselves up some way, it's like, okay, well, if you had listened to the thing, maybe this wouldn't have happened. And there's like some, again, some structure. Yeah. Was there any moment in your life where you saw that injury piece pop up and, and like gave you an idea like, Oh, okay. Cause I think we've all done that. Not all, you know, we had those moments where we do that, yeah. you know, chicken wing muscle up, you know, we got it. We achieved it. Yay. You know, check off my bucket list. Um, you know, and, and I didn't get hurt. Some people do. Was there anything that like, well, what, what was mean, the, yeah. What, what started that? A big, uh, it was my own body. So like I, I would hurt myself over and over. So I was in the army. I was a sniper doing things like we would have big, heavy packs and we'd be going places, doing things all, you know? And so I would, I was pushing my body and I never really got hurt doing that sort of stuff. And I developed a, like a, you know, a lot of people doing fitness in general, they're developing a stronger mind. Their mind might be stronger than their body. Mm -hmm. And so I would like just annihilate myself in training. And I did this for like, six years from 2008 is what really when I, 2007 is when I really got started getting into fitness. 2006 was like early, early where I was just kind of like learning what, what the names of workouts were and stuff. And I just started becoming obsessed and wanting to improve so fast. And my idea of wanting to improve and seeing like what the, you know, best guys and best girls out there were doing was a lot of work. So it was all volume based and it was all like, I'm just going to crush myself, do two or three workouts a day. And what ended up happening is I just had injuries. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I've, I've uh, strained my back. I don't even know how many times, 10, 15 times Mm -hmm. I, I ruptured my Achilles in 2010 or no, this is 2011 doing box jumps in a, in a open workout. And then I started seeing in my coaching that people were, they were hungry to get better, but they didn't have the structure to necessarily know what they should or shouldn't be doing. And, you know, the, the obvious thing is like, wouldn't it be nice to be able to tell somebody, no, this isn't what you should be doing right now. We might want to be working on these weaknesses or be thinking about this stuff and sort of redirect our energy into things that are going to be better. Um, And so that was really fundamentally for me. I just, I saw the writing on the wall with my own body and then with people that were, that were, that were motivated to improve. The answer almost always is heavier, faster, more, right? And this is really difficult to get across to people, especially in like the first two or three years when they're doing stuff, right? They're like, you don't know, coach. I know best. Right. And this is just, but we've all gone through it. Right. Yeah. This is the evolution of like, you you come out the other side and you're trying to tell people and it's like, just, just slow it down a little bit. And it, the longevity of it, you will get way fitter. If I could remove the injuries that I had and I could just go nice and steady, I would have been way fitter. Right. I wouldn't have had constant derails. Um, and so when it comes to like where the level method came from, it was just from, the experience I had as an athlete, uh, and then what I saw as a coach. And then when I opened the gym, it was just even more of that because you're, you're, when you open a gym, you know, your mind sort of opens up a little bit more in terms of like seeing everybody. You're not really focused one-on-one with, you're looking at the whole uh, community and you can start to see trends and people getting hurt on in different things, or people are, are complaining about whatever. And 
I mean, it is a big struggle having people sometimes take a step back, but taking a step back then allows for much longer and safer growth over the long term. I think it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. I think it's hard for coaches to wrap their heads around. Um, I, I coached track and field for a really long time, and I had two distance runners um, that were both pretty gosh darn good, uh, tear hip uh, or labrums in their hip um, in the same season. And that was my little come to Jesus moment going, holy cow, what is, you know, another coach in track and field, it's, you know, I don't want to say a diamond does. There are always injuries. Like, oh, okay, that's uh, that's just bad luck. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, Adam. Too bad you know those kids were you know really good. That would have been great four by eight. Blah blah blah. Oh, bad luck. And and I, I saw it a different way. I saw it as there's something that I'm doing that is that is messing these kids up because one, okay, whatever, outliers, something weird. I, I um, but but two was too much. And I, I think that injury thing is such a big thing because that sets them back. Six months, nine months. I mean, think of all the yeah. training that you're missing out yeah. during that time. I mean, Nathan, you'd be the fittest man in the world right now. I mean, exactly. Really. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I would be on top. I like, I had a guy, a good, a good, a client of mine for many years, um, and he got the the golden. I mean, everybody, every gym owner, or coach knows this this gleam in someone's eye when they see something in a distance and they're like. Ooh, that's going to make me even better. That's going to make me even faster. And it's usually like more competitive style gyms or competitive programs. And people get something in their mind and they think like, oh, I'm going to go over and do that. I've been getting this amount of progress here. And if I go over there, it's going to be even faster. Mm -hmm. And so he left and like we had real strict rules around muscle ups and everything. And he, uh, he, you know, he swung himself. He went to this gym and they were having him just be training muscle-ups. He wasn't allowed to do muscle-ups because he wasn't at the level. But at that gym, they're like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Because they're like, they want people to have this success and this feeling of like, you're, you're, and that's great. It's really good. But the reason we have these rules in place is because there's the structural integrity isn't there. So he went there and then just ripped his bicep. And this guy was, he was in work that required him to kind of use his arms and his hands. Uh And it's like, this is what ends up happening when people aren't like paying attention to the the process, right? Nice and steady and not going down because this derails him now for years and potentially takes him completely out of fitness. And now he's now another one of the people who say, oh, no, you can't do that. If you do CrossFit or you do X, Y, Z, you're going to get hurt because I got hurt. But the reason that you got hurt wasn't because of what the, the you know, the car. It was because of the way you're driving the car and you're doing stuff that's not right and you're slamming into things. And it doesn't matter what car you're in. If you do that, it's going to be bad, right? Yeah. Can, can you tell talk more about he wasn't at the, the appropriate level or he wasn't to that level? Um, it, just for people listening that, that don't understand the level method or they, they haven't seen the map and whatnot, what are all the things that one should have before you, you name muscle up, before, before a muscle up? What, what, yeah, what so are all like, the things there? I mean, I mean, if you just take the constituents of the, of the muscle up, right, you pretty much have a pull portion and a push portion of the the ring dip or the pull up. So the muscle up is in the rings category. And if you track back, you'll get like things like stabilize on a box. So you just sit there, you stabilize between two boxes. Then you go to stabilize on rings and then you go to like negative rings and then you build up your ring dips. And then you might do a couple uh, with weight. So ring dips with weight, and then it moves into 
uh, the muscle up as long as you have the right level of upper body pulling, which is pull up, which is the other element. So upper body pull starts with just like hanging from the bar and then, you know, at, you know, doing a negative and then doing uh, eventually uh, strict and then uh, weighted and so on up the line until you have these two elements of the muscle up, you have the strong enough upper body pull and you have a strong enough ring or pushing ring dips in this case. And you combine those two. And now we know that you have the strength, you have the, the, the structure to be able to do a muscle up. Now what's missing is the technique of the muscle up, which is the, you know, the roll through and making sure that you're nice and tight and you have good positioning and all that sort of stuff, which is people, they just, they're like trying to skip that, skip the strength portion and just go solely on skill. And when that starts to happen, it's very bad because any, any mistake, if you don't have the strength to like, you know, hold yourself, then something's going to give. And what gives ends up being like tendons and muscle tears and that sort of thing. So in this case, he didn't have the, uh, I think it was, I don't know which one it was, maybe rings or, or upper body pull. And he was just working his way up, but he didn't yet have the capacity from a strength perspective to do the muscle up. So we didn't allow him to do it. Um, and he goes somewhere else and they don't have that sort of structure. So they're like, sure, let's work on skills. And, oh, you can't, and we're going to, you know, kip you on up there to catch. And when he kips up there and then he catches because there's now even more load, it just, it just rips. And that's what, you know, these sorts of injuries, it can happen in any different area. It happens all the time because again, there's no structure. Yeah. I think it's hard too. Cause it's, to me, it's the fact that people take fitness for granted. They take working out for granted and they don't respect the process or see it as a process or a journey. They just see it as a, uh, I just, I should be able to do that. I, I, why, why can't I do this thing? And, and from my space, nutrition, the same way, why can't I just do a three day fast? Sounds cool. Yeah. Like that person got results, but there's a process. First, you have a eating window of 10 hours. Then maybe it's you, you shrink that down to eight hours and then maybe you do a, you know, 12 hour fast and then the 16 and so on and so forth. So I just feel like this can overlay into so many areas of life to work like habits, personal habits, nutrition habits, exercise habits. And those that have these stories, myself included, probably tend to be people that like to say, well, I'm the outlier or I could be the, the, the one off that can do this or can skip the steps and just jump to the fun stuff or what I want to do instead of putting in the work because the work isn't fun. But to your point, Nathan, the work gives you that longevity. It gives you time. It's like, it's kind of like it compounds over time. Just like a, a one of those accounts that you should have in finances. I should get one of those. Like 401k type Maybe. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah. Like, I think like, Elico's got you hooked up. I think a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> like it compounds and, and it's just we're such an instant gratification society that we, we skip that part and we don't see it and we don't value it. And I, I love your phrase from a while ago of you come out on the other side and you have all this knowledge that you want to share with future people coming into fitness and they just don't want to hear it. And you're like, oh, I was you. And I didn't, right. I didn't want to hear it either, but I really wish I did. I could be a right. heck of a weightlifter, but now I don't even weightlift anymore <laughs> like you know like it's yeah, just it's, it's exactly crazy. i mean i think that the, the the thing that that hits on is like simple disciplines right. right the simplicity of doing things that aren't necessarily fun and in a group environment this is really tough like you'll see more in program design like individual program design where it's like someone understands the benefit of doing you know repeats like a whole bunch of repeats and they're on the rower or whatever right. and it's really boring work <laughs> but it's laying this foundation you can pick anything you pick drills yeah. right and like brazilian jiu-jitsu if you want to get really good 
as opposed to sparring as hard as you can all the time, it's better to maybe do drills over and over and drills, but there's only a small percentage of the population that understands that. And the way that I look at that, and I, I see a commonality with like professionals, generally professionals, when you have somebody that comes into the gym and they're a professional in another area of their life, uh, you know, and they're yeah. good, they know that they, cause they've gone through the process of understanding that it's simple disciplines. It's the simple things done over and over and over. And then you get to the other, the end of it. And it's like, people are like, wow, you can do all this stuff and you're so amazing. But it's like, well, it's actually the daily little boring things that nobody ever sees that make that up. And I think that that kind of goes to what you're saying. It's like, that's really what it is, right? Simple disciplines. Yeah. They definitely get uh, overlooked and you just see the end result and the, the flashy, the medals, the, the first place finishes and you don't, yeah, you don't see everything that goes into it. No, definitely. It's like nutrition, you know, it's, a, it's a, it, that exact same way. It's like the extreme, yes. the extremes that people, it's like, can you just not be extreme and make a small change yeah. and then just do that and then make another small change and then do that as opposed to like a fast, someone gets some wild idea and they're like, I'm just going to do a 10 day water fast. And then like what, two days in, they're just screwed. Like their bodies are just not ready for that. Right. And yeah. it happens in every, in every area. Yeah. Or there's the kickback and then, you know, they go binge on cake and McDonald's and whatever. And, and I think, uh, something else that I thought about earlier is you get injured and to your point, Nathan, yeah, the injury could be an issue and then you have six months off and you have to come back. But on top of that, they didn't change their mindset. They didn't change this all in type of mentality. So they get injured and then they take three months of the six months off and try to come back again and work out for maybe a month and then get doubly as injured. That also compounds. And then mm -hmm. before you know it, they're three years behind where they could have been because they just weren't patient and they still wanted that instant gratification, not trusting the process just in a different way, not trusting the recovery process now because they never respected the whole process in, in the first place. Right. Yeah, that, that's totally, I mean, you see that it's rushing. And right. I think that like, it comes back to um, our culture and like what, how we're sort of wired and we like social media, everything's wants, you want it fast. Everything's like, I got to get there fast. It's like impatience. It's like always trying to go. And it's just, you know, being able to take a breath and being okay with, a tiny little increase every day over a long, long, long period of time. And then that leads much more to uh, the benefit. But the, the thing is, if, if somebody can recognize that sort of rule of life, mm. that like, it's such a huge advantage and you never really have to worry about competition because not, not everybody's going to do that. There's only a small percentage of the people. And those are really the only people that you're, if you're even competing, that's the only people you're going to be going against is the ones that are also right. thinking like that. And it's a really, you know, it's a competitive advantage to think long-term right. and to think, just take a step back and think in the, you know, three, five, 10 year time frame, and you're going to be much better off. Yeah. I, I find it funny that within and I think this is within like the last 15 years, I think the, the advent of CrossFit and then all these other little micro gyms, your orange theories and, and, and stuff like that. Cause if you look at, um, you know, specific like strength conditioning stuff, I, I got my CSCS a couple of years ago. Um, the time that it takes for ligament strength to get, you know, mm -hmm. to, to improve and, and tendon strength and one at so much, you know, so far behind, you know, muscular stuff right. and, and how easy it is for people to get, you know, hurt just based off of their, they're, they're not ready for that. It, I don't think people have even a clue of how long of a process that this, this should really, really be. 
Yeah. It's like, you look at a sport like powerlifting and like the best powerlifters, they're normally like getting older. Like Mm -hmm. when you look at, when you look at, you know, in the grant, in the scheme of sports, right. And it's like what's required from, it just takes a long, long time to build this sort of like, like old man strength, you know, the lig, which is ligaments. It's like, if there's a guy, I don't know where, but in the, you know, iron mind world of the strength world and all that, there was a, a guy that was like 80 years old and he deadlifted like 600 pounds or something ridiculous. And it's I saw like, that. Yeah. how is that even yeah. <laughs> possible? Yeah. You know, but it's like, Hey, time it helps. It depends, obviously depends on what you're doing, but yeah. But yeah. if you do a little bit, you know, every day, every week, I forgot who I heard some, some, Oh gosh. One of John Wilborn's buddies that in his realm, something like, how do you get strong? He's like, well, you lift heavy once a week for 20 years and then, <laughs> and then right. you get really strong. <laughs> Like, oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's all it really takes. I'm really simple. Yeah. That's, that's kind of along the vein of what I was just, just going to say. I find more and more I'm talking with, like, my clients and just, you know, gym members and stuff about the fact of I think it'd be really cool if we could all decide or figure out what our minimum effective dose is for training. Mm-hmm. And it's far less than what we really think it is, myself included. Um, I, you know, I, I competed heavily in weightlifting for a long time. And so I had it in my mind that I had to lift these heavy weights and had to do it five or six times a week. And I had injuries as well. Um, but as of late, all the injuries, all the injuries, seriously, as of late, I've made it, style. I've, yeah. <laughs> I, it was, it really was. I've made it my goal that I, on, and it's, it, I even feel embarrassed like saying it, but like, I just want to work out 30 minutes every day. And at, if it's like six o'clock and I haven't, I'm going to go in the grass with a 10, a 10, 10 kilo plate and do some like, I can, I can't explain. I make up movements, but um, like, and just move, whatever. But like, my thing is I'm going to do it every day. And that's something I haven't committed to because full disclosure, I'm an all in type of person. And as we're talking, I'm having epiphanies with my own like business and stuff where I'm just like, I have these projects I want to do, but in my mind, I can't do them all in one time. So I just don't start them. Like I have these videos that I want to make for clients, but I'm like, "Mm, that's going to take an hour and I want to write the script and make sure it's good. So I just don't do it. And then I just don't take action. And then two months go by and I've gotten nowhere. I think fitness is, is the similar thing. Um, we, we just create these big ideas and instead of just taking action, even if it's imperfect and even if it's super small, because at least it's taking action and that is better than just being stagnant and doing nothing. It has nothing to do I, with level method, but I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> no, no, I think, I mean, it's perfect because I think that's a sign of just maturity, right? It's like as you, you, you learn how to navigate life yeah. and it, the extremes don't work for over the long term. Even like you look at anybody, like I, you know, I'm sure you guys have seen the the Last Dance, right? With uh, the um, Jordan and the whole yep. epic thing. It, it, that that documentary to me is just so awesome. Yeah. But if you look at what happened, he they did a they they won three championships in a row, and then he had to stop. He was like totally burnt out, and then he took like this year and a half was playing baseball, or whatever, and then he came back and lasted about three more years. Yeah. And then was burnt out again. It was like, I got it. And it's like this natural oscillation Mm. in life. We can go through phases where we're highly competitive. But if, I mean, if we run a a series of years of high, high competition, either we have to have the maturity to know like how to build in the rest in the days and the weeks Mm. to make it sustainable. Right. Or we have to just burn ourselves for a long time and then take a long period off, you know, but obviously the sustainability of, 30 minutes a day is so much better than, you know, say how, how, like, what is that? Maybe like 180 hours. So 180 hours worth of training per year. Right. So if you were going to, if you were going to train for, uh, you know, 10 hours a week for 18 weeks, 
versus 30 minutes a day all year. Right. Right. W- which one's going to be better? And it's like, obviously just the touches mm-hmm. are going to be a lot better. If I can just steadily move things. And most importantly, in terms of lifestyle, have it as our identity, yeah. right? Where it's like, it's not like for me, my training nowadays, I still run templates in my training, um, but it, it's totally different. And it's like, I'm going much more for how my body feels. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going based on like, I'll, I'll make adjustments or changes. And it's, I, I mean, I've been doing this for a long, long time, but I knew this stuff 10 years ago. I knew like, oh yeah, I should probably, no, 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 no. I'm going to go right. And I'm going to crush it. And it's like, you, you end up regretting that over, you know, if you keep on doing that, it's inevitable. You will have to deal with something unless you, you have the maturity to be able to balance things. You, you do see this at the, at the very highest levels within fitness, within CrossFit, these, these people are pros. They're, they're doing hours of mobility. Their, their whole day is built around their training and it's really focused. The volume might be quite high and they, the timeline that they're going to be capable of doing this is going to be limited, but they're able to do it. But without those elements of professionalism and maturity in there, it's very difficult to do. And it's, it's much easier to just take a step back, simplify, and then just like follow a plan right? Just follow a plan. Just don't be be trying to make up your own stuff or like whatever, just go with a professional who's coaching you that can guide you and listen, be coachable. That's, I mean, not being coachable is like why a lot of people get hurt. I was like totally uncoachable for a bunch of years until I just realized like, I don't, I clearly am hurting myself too much. I might need to have someone just pull the, you know, pull me back a little bit. And that sometimes is what coaching is all about. Yeah. Do you, do you have any idea why it's gotten to this point? Because again, going back to my, my, my coaching days, you know, I coached Lauren in basketball and, and pole vault and, and, you know, cross country, actually everything. Um, you don't see that in coaching sport. Like it just like on a, on a pole vault day with Lauren, I, I wanted, you know, good attempts. You know, we'd warm up, we'd do some yeah. drill work, you know, it, I would three step more. I'd be like, that's it. Yeah. Three step, four <laughs> step, five step, you know, to, if we yeah. got some full approach, great. But you only had so many full approach, you know, efforts in you, yeah. you know, before it just got bad. And when it got bad, we're like, okay, Hey, we're, you know, we're done. It was, it was good on the day. Or maybe you came in and you're just exhausted. You know, we never got back to that, that, that full approach piece. Fitness seems weird, you know, and, and I guess basketball the same. Like if, if we, we had a couple of games, you know, in, in a row and, you know, and then a, then a practice right back to the game, like that practice would be really, really chill and, and relaxed. We'd, we'd, we'd bring it down a little bit. I don't get why fitness why seems to be more the better and better is more. Yeah. I, 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 I think there's a couple of reasons. I think that the, the competition aspect of it, the, in the day to day, right? So it's like, if you, if you turn a practice away from, like with a pole vault, you know, do, going and making these solid attempts to you got someone next to you who's trying to beat you by an inch and every single, every single attempt they're beating you, but you're like, I'm going to do it again. And then there's no coach there to no. tell you anything. <laughs> it's like, you'll probably end up, you know, eventually hurting yourself. And I think that the, the gamification, the c- competition, the element that makes CrossFit so fun or fitness so fun is also the element that it's like an addiction. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I can, I can take it way too far and I can overdose and it's the discipline becomes in cutting it off early enough where you can still get the adaptation, but you're not going to destroy yourself. And I think that that's another thing that it might be is just the, the level generally, I mean, not so much, I mean, yeah, still now, but in the early days, the general level of coaches 
and owners who are there with their experience and sort of knowing when to cut it off right. or not yeah. because of the culture of this like intensity uh, and like men, men and women will die for, for awards and like all this sort of thing. And if you can't handle it, then you're not strong enough. I remember there was a, a there was an article or a, a quote. I, it might've been from Glassman, but it was, if, if people can't handle the workouts, then they shouldn't be in the, in our ranks, <laughs> essentially. It was like something like that, that yeah. sort of language where it's like, look, if you can't handle it, then you shouldn't be doing it. And I, I understand that philosophy too, but the problem is it's so fun once you get into it and you, you, the results are there that people get sucked into this world and then they're not necessarily ready. And then it's just, you know, people getting hurt. Yeah. I, I, um, uh, well, I was going to phrase, I had a question. So when it comes to, we're kind of talking about this bigger idea of like owning your health, owning your fitness, understanding what you can and can't handle. Um, what signs or things apart from just listening to your coach, but honestly, from, you know, being in this and doing a lot of group coaching and group settings, it's hard. It's hard. You, you can't be responsible for everyone knowing like, <laughs> what are they doing on a weekly basis and a monthly basis? What's their overall tonnage and volume? Like you can do your best in the class to scale for them, uh, or level them, but what to give ownership to them, to put ownership back, to put the ball back in their court as a, as a fitness enthusiast, what should I be looking for or paying attention to, to know how and when I should make changes? And that is a very gray, open-ended question. So you can kind of take it however you want. It could be stress in my personal life. It could be actual like workout day. It could be physically how I feel. What factors do you find kind of important or helpful? Maybe your own journey or with others? I think like the classic, like overtraining symptoms or overreaching symptoms. So like if you're not sleeping well, mm. right? If you're not hungry anymore, if you're finding yourself irritable, right? Or you, you don't have any, there's this, your sex drive is just kind of dropping off. The, yeah. You're just uninterested. Yeah. These sort of things are really strong indicators that you might be pushing your body too much. Now, it, I think that like journaling is a really helpful habit of like giving yourself simple, there's apps, there's all sorts of stuff. In the early days, I used to just have a journal that was, uh, you know, you, you do your morning heart rate and the, the, you can kind of get yeah. HRV off of that. Yep. You, how much sleep you had, did you hydrate? And just if the numbers are low, if you're just not feeling good, then you should take a, a step back. There's also things like the whoop, right? If you wear a whoop or an aura ring, yep. I've played with all of those uh, and I'm not sold because <laughs> there are many times where I'm like, I feel fine, but then the whoop tells me that I should not work out. And then, or I feel like crap slept horribly, but then my whoop tells me I'm like way up. So I think that the, the most important thing is just the awareness of being able to ask yourself questions and reflect yeah. objectively mm. and developing the skills of the athlete, which is the skills of the athlete is like, okay, I, I know that I shouldn't work out today or I should work out today. And then there's the in the workouts themselves, the skill of the athlete of knowing energy systems and sort of knowing how certain things feel and how to pace. This is like, these are skills that take a long time to develop. It's not just like, oh yeah, now I got it. But I think always defaulting and asking questions to the coach, ask, finding somebody who's going to help you, that's going to, that has gone through it, right? That you know that they've like gone through the same things and they're, they've got your best interests uh, at heart the, and relying on them, you know, and trusting them. Um, I think that those are also 
that's also a really good strategy. But just in general, how your body feels, if you're creaky, if you're achy, watching your nutrition, you know, that's always a really big one, especially when it comes to um, some of the, uh, the, I don't even know if it's common these days, but in the early days, the culture, the sort of fitness culture was like, we would go out and drink. And then you'd wake up in the morning and you'd train and you'd get all the alcohol out of your system yeah. and you'd, you might be doing zone or whatever, but it's like, there's, there's all sorts of different ways of approaching nutrition, but always thinking of like quality, right. Going quality first, making yeah. sure that you're eating enough, uh, sleeping enough, just the fundamentals. It comes back to just the simple disciplines, you know, it's never going to be like a, a, a crazy, you're never going to find a, somebody who tells you something that you've never heard before. Most likely if you've been in this game for a while, yeah. it's not like some b crazy mind blowing thing. It's going to be like, Oh yeah, I know that. And there might be some research that comes out that then confirms it. And then it becomes a higher priority in your mind, but the fundamentals win, you know, always. Yeah. I, I find amazing. So we, um, we, we run with a Sparta science force plate. I don't know if you're familiar with Sparta, um, on the, on the youth side. So for through going on three years now, um, we, we've used this this force plate tech in which basically they jump um, and, and we get a reading off of it, how, the, how they create force, how they transfer force, how they apply force. Um, and if you do it smoothly, you know, like, like, a, like a gazelle, you know, it's really, really good. Some people have huge concentric or um, eccentric force and very little concentric force. Like they can't triple extend. They get, but they know. Yeah. Um, and certain scans lead to, you know, certain injuries depending on of all the you know two million plus scans that they, they've done through it so we, we've oh, done cool. we, it, oh it's fantastic that's a whole different podcast I could go forever <laughs> um, cool. but we, we've used this with our youth kids because we, we work with a volleyball club and, and a, a ton of um, you know baseball softball club athletes and whatnot and so now we're like well we had this force plate Meisel uses this with the adults and it just makes all the sense of the world there's a balance test single leg um, balance single arm plank and you, you can tell you know you know any inconsistency left side to right side we had a we had a girl. I'm going back to the athletes, um, who she was just pushing through this entire long club volleyball season. Her her teammate got COVID, so she had to quarantine for ten days. She didn't do squat for ten days. She didn't play volleyball. She didn't work out. She didn't do anything. Came back and crushed. Came it. back and crushed it. Yeah. Absolutely crushed. Sparta yeah. score went up eight points. Vertical went up three inches. Like she just yeah. she wasn't in pain. She felt amazing, like stress, all the stress of all the like homework projects that were, you know, you know, creeping up on people or creeping up on her. Like she, she got all that done. She, you know, checked off all these things off her due to do list. She finally like exhaled um, because I think adults are even worse at it. I, I think we're, we're, we're amazing at like, we just keep piling more crap on our plate and then we yeah. get to the end of the day. Oh my God, I need to work out hard. And <laughs> we, we go and we get after it and I'm 41. I try to train like I'm 21 and that's when I, I don't sleep. Or I don't yeah. not eat. I go the other way. I, I eat a ton because I, I feel like I'm just absolutely ravenous. Um, but yeah, I, 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 th that whole, I think it's really hard. And I don't know why it's so hard for people to actually reflect and look in the mirror and be like, uh, you know, I, I should back off today. Um, well, you know, what's, what's funny is that as you were telling that story, I had a, a similar experience with a really high level uh, CrossFit female who came to my gym visiting this was in 2000 probably 14 or 15 so before level method and she came and she had taken like a month off of training or something and we were having this discussion uh, just talking and she said that she came back and she was like pring and hitting all this sort of stuff and she was crushing it and she's like you you know why she said to me you know why uh i was doing so well and i was probably i was like well i said super compensation i was like you're probably 
way more rested and crushing. And she's like, no, genetics. That's what she thought. She thought that she had taken a month off and that she was going to be so detrained after a month. And that the fact that she didn't get detrained and the reason she did well was because of her genetics. And now just to that point, it's like people can come up with all sorts of stuff with the same data. Yeah. Right. You can have the same experience. And one person's like, Ooh, I should probably rest more. And another person's like, I don't, if I rest, I can come back and I'm going to be just as strong or stronger because of genetics. Right. So it's like this, this funny thing that we're working on with multiple problems on the same problem. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, that's, that's hilarious. Funny. Genetics. I'm dying right now. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. To each their own. God gave me a great hand. Look sure at me. Did. I'm just I amazing. Say, hey. I like my deck of cards. <laughs> right. I can't help that I'm so strong, <laughs> but it's like, I remember like thinking as I was, as I was having this conversation, just being like, when she said that and she was then going on, I remember just like thinking to myself, like, what's going on here? <laughs> like, is there something like, is there, is this a joke or like, what's, but it wasn't a joke. That was what she thought. I'm going to start to use that. No. Oh, I'm just so amazing. <laughs> Can't do that. It's not going to work. That's why. Genetics. That's, that's what it was. Gosh. Nathan, one thing I do, I, I do appreciate, and I, I think, um, and this is why I, I'm such a big fan of level method and, you know, and the whole, whole shebang, the, the um, map since we've had it, continues to change for the the, the mm -hmm. first time that we jumped on like you guys keep coming up with with better smoother um just more fluid progressions with the whole thing and I, I hate when people get an idea in their head especially in this fitness world and just you know put their flag in it be like this is it this is you know all of all of the end all be all, all right. fitness um because I, I think you could easily have done this with level method hey here's the map you have to follow it boom verbatim you know but you guys are right. always always developing always always making it you know smoother and better and, and and that's one thing i have no question here either but that's one thing i do really appreciate with um what you guys do and how you think that it's just not i do this hey here it is i'm done um it's you complete you continue to to reflect and you know Im improve it as you go yeah i think that like so we've gone through we in the early days we went through i don't know a whole bunch of iterations of tweaking and tweaking and tweaking based on data and then so we got version one of the map uh and then after like two years of, we played with, a, I don't know, you probably remember youth map, master's yeah. map. Mm -hmm. We had, we had all those. They were, they were very similar. I think they might've actually been identical. We took those and then we sort of morphed the data that we had gained into version two. And we looked at all of the, the level data. So like you can imagine if you see the map, right? Anybody listening who doesn't know what that, just think about a, a big grid. And it, you can imagine that like there are people in each of the grids based on their level, right? right? So in each one, there's like a certain number of people. Like you can just imagine that out of all the people that have done level method. And if we if we take those and we put like hot spots yeah. and you can see like, where are there lots of clumps? Yep. Like, so there's a ton of people right here and they're all clumped right here. Why is that? Yep. And it's because the next progression is too hard, yeah. right? That's clearly the answer. And so when we, we would look at all the stuff, we'd see like, you know, uh, rings was a big one. And so we just took a look at all those and then we blew, blew out the steps. So that there's a few more steps. And now inevitably people are going to reach their endpoint, <clears throat> but no one should, they shouldn't stay at their endpoint for say over like six months or something like that. Right. And, and then after a certain point, you reach your absolute peak, right? And then the argument is made that you're never going to get further than that. This is just the way, you know, fitness works, capacity works. But we, what we want to do is in the early sta stages, make sure that there's nobody that's getting stuck. And so, yeah, that's like, 
I think that with with something like Level Method, it's the only level system out there, and like we just made that up, right? <laughs> we made it up, and so we like put it all up there. We made it all up. We we put it out there, and then it's verified over hundreds of thousands of people running through it, and from that information we tweak it so it's like viewed as like a a. Uh, dynamic technology, right? And mm. we're at the point now that it's it's pretty set. There might be some small changes. Um, and we made some changes with the like the knees to elbows mm. because of the upper body pull. Yep. And then we had to send stickers to everybody. Yep. <laughs> so then everybody got a sticker and they had to put the sticker on. And so like that might have been the hardest thing I've ever done in my changes. entire life. Put that sticker on. That was I was I was shaking the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Sure I like, try I not to put it perfectly. Screw that up. I delivered yeah. though. It was good. It fit well. It and fit it's perfect. like when when we because we have these internal discussions and it's like okay, my my brain is telling me okay we we probably have to address this area. We got to do something. And then we bring it and nobody wants to do it because it's just work. It's just, okay, now we got to build this, make the stickers, bring it every, make sure everybody knows, change the e-learning, do all these different steps that are, that are, it's much easier just to neglect it. But that's just our sort of philosophy and commitment to what we're doing in terms of like, we can either do it right or not do it right. Right. And if we have that option, we're just going to do it right. And, and again, think about the details, make sure we're doing things uh, appropriately as opposed to trying to cut corners, you know? Love it. Yeah. That's what's, what, what's the next big thing for level method. What are, what's on the horizon? So, I mean, we're, we're working to grow. That's like a big thing uh, just to, to help more gym owners out there. Um, but another big thing is the the success plans. I don't know if you guys have seen anything mm-hmm. about that, but yep. the, that's sort of the the goal session side of level method because um, you know goals and and focusing people is very difficult to do sometimes. <laughs> and when you have a structure where you can see, and then I can sit down with somebody, and then I can help build a plan for them that's going to be. Uh, actionable. And, you know, what you were saying earlier, uh, where um, the, there's so many projects that you don't know what to work on. And it's like, I got this and this and this that I want to do. And I have, you know, five different things. I got to do this script, this script. Right. If you run the, the like a success plan, essentially, you always ask, well, what is it that you want? So that would be the first question, like with all the projects that you're doing, yeah. what's the big goal? Right. And you think, okay, I got this big goal. And then what are the elements that need to make that happen? Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, I need social media. I need this. I need this. I need, and maybe you come up with like four or five different areas to make this big thing. And then you rank those things. <laughs> What's the most important of these? Okay, now I got the top one. And then I have my top one. And then maybe that breaks down into right. three or four actions that I need to do this week. And so it, it chunks everything down to something that's very usable and you, you can do it for any project, for any business, for anything. But with uh, clients specifically, they come, they want to lose weight. Okay, so why? First, well, what's the result? What? How much do you exactly want to lose? I'm like, what's the goal here? Yeah. And then why is it important to you? And then what needs to happen? And everybody knows, everybody already knows, they can answer the questions. They're just going to answer the questions. And then you ask them, okay, rank them, they'll rank them. And so th- this is a part of level method that... Um, you know, I'm personally excited about because plans for me are like 
they're the, they're the way you get things done. Like, and with, without stress and you can, you can accomplish anything that you want. And if you can do the right plan, if you build the, the skill of planning. So the idea for me to bring this concept, which is a Tony Robbins concept, there's a, um, the, uh, time of your life is a course by Tony Robbins and the RPM, the results planning or the, uh, rapid planning method or results purpose, and then massive action plan. If you're following me on the acronym there, RPM, this is a a Tony Robbins framework. And this guy, if anybody's familiar with him, he's like kind of not from this planet (laughs) at all. And he came up with this way of, of structuring, um, getting things done, like sort of making sure that we, we have the big picture in mind. And so we brought this into gyms and the idea to bring that to gym owners and to coaches is like giving them superpowers. It is a, 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 a structure that you can pretty much solve any problem and you can have a a game plan that's going to work. The the next question is, are you going to do it? Right. right? Are you actually going to do the things that are necessary? And that's, then that's a whole other leap of, of other skills and things. But if you can have the plan that puts you ahead of the game for, you know, 99.99% of people. And if I can sit down with a client and give them a game plan, they can see what they want, exactly why they want it. And the number one most important thing for them to do. And when they look at that, they're not now overwhelmed by this amorphous, like I got to get fit or I got to like, well, what the hell does that mean? And how does that work? It's like, well, it actually comes down to these three things. And one of these things is simply going to the gym three times a week it, it simplifies, right? I'm not now missing out on a whole bunch of stuff thinking I'm missing out because I know that all I got to do is come to the gym three times a week. I got to work with my nutrition coach. And that, I mean, those two things, <laughs> and you're probably going to be pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. That's a great, uh, you can extrapolate that out into anything. And it's, exactly. it's, it's very PN. Like I think about it when they do their kind of goal setting strategies, like here's your goal. Okay. So that means I have to accomplish these five things, which need these skills to be developed and you develop these mm-hmm. skills by taking these habits or these actions. There's your plan. And then you just, you know, pick right. a vein, but I like the whole ranking thing. That's helpful too. I mean that the habit thing though, it's like, think about it. Like someone knows they need to drink water or they know they need to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is. And they've got to build the habit. Right. And so they have a thing that says, drink water. And they're like, oh, okay, I got to drink water. It's like, why am I doing this? But if they know, if they have an image of like the bigger picture of what it's going to do, and they can link that on Mm -hmm. a consistent basis, and they know why they have the water habit, it just lines things up way better. And the the compliance increases in a big way, you know, because it's like, oh, this makes sense. It's not just some random list of things that I know that I should do, because everybody's always told me that. It's actually the things that I have come up with ranked them. And then I know it's the most important. And that, that backtracks down to drink water. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, and my last shameless plug for level method is I, I really like, um, like w- within the whole thing, again, within the, the 15 different modalities, is that the right word I'm looking for there? Categories. Categories. Um, 
you know, there, there's people who are just phenomenal in certain things, and then they're terrible in other things. And so to, to, to see that and be like, hey, Sarah, you, you are strong. This is great. But we probably want you to be able to walk upstairs and, you know, and not lose your breath. Okay. So we need a little bit more rowing. We might need a little bit, you know, more of the running, something like that. You don't have to be a marathoner. Okay. You don't have to, but we just need to improve this. So to, to insert, that's where I like the whole, whole plan idea. Hey, let, let's insert it right here, right where you're weak. You're good, 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 good. Weak right here. Let, let's focus on this. Like focus on that, that, that lagging habit, you yeah, know, of, yep. of drinking water or whatever right, it is. Right. And Hey, we're going to, we're going to focus on this. And I haven't seen anything else, um, with, with an adult trained adult fitness that, that it, I want to say exposes weaknesses, but like shows people where their improvement, um, probably should and could happen. Um, because it's, it's the lowest hanging fruit and it's, it's the thing that they're, you know, poorest at if they're looking for well-rounded, just healthy adult fitness. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's so many skills that, like double unders and it's like, why would the double unders be uh, in fit? Like, how is that a relative to fitness? But it has to do with all sorts of skills yeah. and things, rhythm and coordination and knowing those things. And so it's like, we take those different elements and they're, they are sh- using those things. So it's like it, double under requires rhythm and coordination. So that's sort of what we use to work on that skill. And if I can build the skill of double unders from going from nothing, as an example with double unders, from nothing to being able to do it, that transition from learning something can be applied then to all sort that itself is a skill, yeah. right? And it's like, you look at uh, the, the lowest levels for somebody, if someone's goal is to level up. So if I sit down with someone and they're like, I want to level up to blue, how easy is that? Like, boom, look right at the levels and we know, okay, here's some supplemental work, bam. But it's like, if someone has a different goal that they want to, uh, you know, lose a certain amount of body fat, we might not even take the levels into consideration necessarily. Maybe like depends on what, what, what it is and who the client is and all that sort of stuff. But that's the, that's the, the beauty of sort of these success plans. And I mean, the beauty of level method to show people where they are weak, just to expose them potentially to things that they would neglect. Cause I think we've all seen, you know, the person who is black and red, but they, they never have done double unders. So yeah. they just don't even want to do that. Or they're, they're completely neglecting their flexibility or they're neglecting mm-hmm. some element. And they just, without being shown, they would just continue to neglect it. And then in some cases, even being shown, they'll still continue to neglect it because yeah. they, you know, they just don't want to do it. So yeah, it is a, a super helpful uh, structure for pinning things down. And the success plans are just a, a framework of thinking. So we have it in our app. To, to run people through the goal sessions, but it's just a way of thinking. And if we can get more coaches um, thinking like that, thinking from the, the standpoint of, okay, well, what do you want? And if what you want is to feel better, uh, work, you know, lose some body fat, would that equate to six days a week of doubles and, you know, like a 4,000 calorie food plan and like all, you know, just all this sort of stuff that people might think, but it's not lined up. And this is the, the thing with coaches understanding that people are in different places. Their whys are totally different sometimes. I mean, almost always they, <laughs> people have different whys. They might have the same result. Yeah. I yeah. want to do this, but the why they're doing it is going to be so different. And that helps with the communication also and knowing somebody, knowing what they, what is motivating to them and what they need to hear when they might be, uh, you, you know, not feeling like they want to continue or something like that. Like I want to quit, you know? 
Yeah, I really appreciate that because it's, it's like uh, the way I see it, the level method is it's essentially an awareness tool. Mm-hmm. Like, like you talked about, like you have to become, we talked yeah. about what should you do, become aware of yourself. So it's a systematic awareness tool. What you choose to do with that awareness is completely up to you and your goals. So as a coach, if you have clarity around what their goals are, you use this level method system to become aware of where the gaps might be. And then to your point, Nathan, maybe they don't want, they just want general fitness. Maybe they don't want to level up. They want to master this orange level uh, or whatever. And so it's, it's cool that you can, take it and le- you could take it or leave it and you can always come back to it. It's always going to be there. So in a year, their goals yeah. could change that your clarity yeah. on what they want could change. And then you, you have an action plan to move into a new level of awareness, take action and, you know, make those success plans like you were saying. So that's really cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a tool, you know, and exactly. that's really what level method was yep. originally designed. It's, it's designed to make what you do as a coach or as a gym better, like you right. already doing it, but this allows to do it better. And the people that don't have success with level method, generally, they're either not doing any of it, or they're way too rigid for a certain amount of time. And it like alienates people. And then they like, but it, again, it's just a tool. And like any coach, how useful would it be to be able to have all your clients and have all their levels and know what level they are. And they come in, they do a workout that's appropriate to them. They, they know where they are in fitness. It's like a huge accelerator for people. Like you can take somebody who it would normally take five or six or eight years to understand like all of the nuances of fitness, but you can accelerate with level method and the energy systems and sort of understanding some of that stuff. You can accelerate that into a year or a year and a half and have members that then go to other gyms and know more about than the coaches know, because they have a different structure framework to think about fitness with, which is like, you know, it's a, it's a lever. It's a big time leverage mechanism. I love it. Nathan, tell people where they can find more about you level method, the whole shebang. Sure. Uh, levelmethod.com uh, is where you can find everything. You can find me on Instagram with uh, my very, I, I'm, not, I'm not really on Instagram, but Nathan Holiday. Um, I go on there occasionally, uh, but levelmethod.com is really the, the primary hub. Any gym owners who are interested can always go and look uh, at scheduling a discovery call with us to see if, if it's a good fit. Um, and then members or people that want to do uh, Level Method as a sort of a gym goer, uh, there's a directory at levelmethod.com slash directory that you can look up and see if there's a gym in your area that does level method. Oh, um, but you I can only get that. it through. That's cool. <laughs> you can only get it list. through gyms, right? So level method is only available through gyms because it's a tool for coaches and gym owners. Uh, and that's really what where we're focused. And that's why we sort of run things that way. Yeah, I really like that. And I also like how the, the, the map's a little under wraps. Can I say that? It's not a... It's not a public thing. You oh, just yeah. don't throw them out, <laughs> map all over the place. No, you can't find it. Yeah. You can't, we, I mean, we, we always get people like, can we get it online? It's like, no, it's only available in gyms and nobody can buy one. There's no way for anybody to buy one. It only is for people that have a license and then um, small map posters. So, you know, we do have those small mm-hmm. map posters. Yep. Those are only available for gym owners and only two per gym owner. Yeah. <laughs> so there, it is pretty, it's pretty locked down. We do that on purpose just to, make sure that the it's being operated appropriately, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah, definitely. I really appreciate it. I, I feel like I'm part of the cool kids club. It's really, you are. Yeah. That's, yeah. I told myself that. Definitely. There you go. It's valid. Genetics. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good outro. That's I love it. <laughs> 
Nathan, thanks for taking the time, bud. I know you're a busy course, guy. Man. And um, yeah, this is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's all we have for you today. If you have questions, want to chat, or are interested in seeing what we're up to between episodes, head over to Instagram and follow at lauren.rxtn and at oakstrength. Together, we are two companies committed to elevating your health and fitness. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review our Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.